My name is Zach Arnold. I'm a Hollywood film and television editor, a documentary director, father of two, an American Ninja Warrior in training, and the creator of Optimize Yourself. For over 10 years now, I have obsessively searched for every possible way to optimize my own creative and athletic performance, and now I'm here to shorten your learning curve. Whether you're a creative professional who edits, writes, or directs, you're an entrepreneur, or even if you're a weekend warrior, I strongly believe you can be successful without sacrificing your health or your sanity in the process. You ready? Let's design the optimized version of you. Hello and welcome to the Optimize Yourself podcast. If you're a brand new optimizer, I welcome you and I sincerely hope that you enjoy today's conversation. If you are inspired to take action after listening today, why not tell a friend about this show and help spread the love? And if you're a longtime listener and optimizer OG, welcome back. Whether you're brand new or you're a seasoned vet, if you have just 10 seconds today, it would mean the world to me if you clicked the subscribe button in your podcast app of choice because the more people that subscribe, the more that iTunes and the other platforms can recognize this show, and thus the more people that you and I can inspire to step outside their comfort zones to reach their greatest potential. And now on to today's show, which to be honest is going to be a bit of an experiment. As a longtime listener, you already know how much I love to do in-depth interviews on a variety of topics, whether that's allowing everyday people to share their personal and their inspirational journeys, or industry experts and world-renowned authors who share their expertise to help you optimize a specific area of your life. But today, what I want to do instead is give you an insider's glimpse into the world of my optimizer coaching and mentorship program and what we call the hot seat. What you're going to hear today is a recording of an actual live session with an Optimizer student where on the hot seat, we tackle various questions, whether that's about career transitions, productivity, workflows, networking, burnout, habit formation, resumes and websites, and any other number of work-life challenges that students bring to the table as they navigate their own paths toward success. In the following hot seat session, community member Sarah Shaw is struggling with getting her writing notes done for a looming tight deadline. This brief discussion is loaded with actionable tips to build better habits specifically related to creativity and the process of deep work that are ultimately going to help not only Sarah, but also you manage your time more effectively so you can work efficiently while still balancing the rest of your life. What a crazy concept, I know. We also tackle the often overlooked psychological barriers that cause Sarah to procrastinate and feel insecure about her creative work. If you two have ever struggled to get important creative work done, whether it's because of your process or the limiting beliefs in your head telling you that you're just not very good, trust me, you are gonna find this to be a very eye-opening conversation. If you find these sessions valuable, we're going to be sharing Hot Seat Fridays with you every week that are going to be jam-packed with practical, real-world strategies that you can easily apply to your own lifestyle and career to send you off with an action plan for the next Monday ahead. And if after listening to this, you're wishing that you could schedule your own hot seat session, I invite you to join our community of optimizers, where you're going to find all the support and connections you need to optimize every aspect of your life. Just go to optimizeyourself.me slash optimizer to learn more about the various coaching and mentorship options available so you and I can start working together today. 
All right, without further ado, here's today's Hot Seat Friday session with Sarah Shaw, made possible today by our amazing sponsors, Evercast and ErgoDriven, who are gonna be featured just a bit later in today's episode. And as a quick reminder, to subscribe so you don't miss the next interview just like this one, please visit optimizeyourself.me slash podcast. So what is your hot seat topic for today? Okay, so I think uh, you had invited me to come to the office hours to discuss the fact that my writing deadline is a little more imminent than we had hoped. And you were sort of, uh, I think, going to give me like a fast forward preview of some of the coming modules and some tips from those that I might be able to apply so I can kind of hit the ground running now, not lose out on those techniques by having to wait for them. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So just to, to summarize it very, very briefly for anybody listening or anyone attending today, you are currently at the end of module three. We're clear on your macro goal and your macro goal is you have a script. That script needs to be handed in. You have an external deadline, people expecting it by Thanksgiving. Right. And the concern is all this focus stuff and learning and group stuff is fantastic. I just need to know how to get it done right now. I don't have another three or four weeks to figure all this out. Just tell me how to do it now. So I basically yeah. need to give you the cheat sheet for how to get organized and get started, correct? Basically, yeah, I mean, the stuff so far has definitely been helping. And by the way, I took Qualia for the first time this morning and uh -huh. I was quite skeptical with all the mixed reviews of it, but um, it seems like it's great for me, so. Yeah, and it's something that over time as it builds up in your system, you're gonna notice a significant difference. Cool. I've done so many different types of uh, nootropics. Like no, I haven't done anything that's, you know, like illegal or crazy. Like I don't do like the amphetamines or all the other crazy versions, but the ones that are known for all natural and um, that have a very good reputation, 95% of them, it was just, they were doing nothing. I was peeing them out and I had no experience. But Qualia, it's just, I, it's, it's a staple in my pantry. Yeah. Anytime that I need to do focus work, like I'm just, I'm in it. So yeah, I'm not, not going to go down that rabbit hole at all. But I, as you know, I highly endorse it. And it's been very effective for me. Yeah, cutting through the brain fog is obviously a big one. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so what we're going to do is essentially a 20 minute crash course in all the stuff that you're going to be learning a lot more in depth over the next several weeks. So where are you now with what you need to get done? Tell me exactly what draft where you're, uh, like, wh how many notes you have? Like, is it a matter of, I need to fix a bunch of typos, I need to restructure the whole thing? Like, give me a sense yeah. of where you are at this moment. Okay, well, I'm definitely more towards the, uh, I'm, I'm in sort of in the medium between the two, fixing the typos and restructuring the whole thing. I'm sort of like, there's some stuff that's working, but it's not really all adding up. I need to get clearer on my theme and the meaning and what it all amounts to, what it all adds up to, and making that clearer, making the character intentions a little clearer. So, you know, that could mean anything from a little, adding a line here or there, band-aids, revising a dialogue exchange to adding his whole scene or totally reframing the way a scene works. So where, you know, this this is draft a thousand, if you count little changes, it's probably, I don't know, like five mega drafts in, maybe four or five. And uh, yesterday I had a pretty good conversation with a guy who's a writer and who a friend, a trusted friend of mine connected with me with. My, I had been working with a co-writer to get to this draft. Um, she's not available really in the, on the picture anymore. And so this guy could, seems like he could be, you know, I, I think back to your quote about if you have a problem and money can solve it and you have the money to solve it, you don't have a problem. So I'm hoping to get part of the way there by hiring this guy. And it seems like promising so far. He's reading it right now. Yeah, and then we're going to start, you know, maybe diving into it. Need to make a decision first about whether I'm going to hire him or my producer got some other WGA, like script doctor consultant types who seem like they might be cheaper, but maybe less hands-on involved. Plus they're kind of, even though they may be more experienced, they're not known entities because this guy is recommended by a trusted friend. 
all that to say, and I had a good conversation with him yesterday, burning hands, you know? So trying to go back to my original train of thought is that I need to basically myself work on figuring out which of these big mega notes need to be implemented. And I also need to, you know, get this guy or whoever I end up working with involved and up to speed quickly and begin sort of working collaboratively with him. Got it. Okay. So I think that I have a, a little bit of a, a benefit of the doubt because I know a lot of the more psychological blocks and barriers that are already here, and I'm not going to go into any of that. So let's assume there are no psychological, emotional barriers whatsoever, and this is just about process. Big assumption, but okay. Big assumption, but the, <laughs> I mean, those, are, this, those are a key this, part of the problem. Yes, but, okay. but it's it's uh, you're going to notice how focusing on the practical may actually help with the, a lot of the emotional. And okay. since we've only got 20 minutes, I want to break down sure. the simplest pieces of it first. Gotcha. So, what is your process right now? Do you just have a script and you have a giant <laughs> list of notes on a piece of paper? Do you have a bunch of index cards on a whiteboard? Do you like what? How do you actually have all of your information organized? Okay, I have a script. I have a million drafts, old drafts. I have my basic continuity list, although it needs to be updated for this latest version. And then I have three main sets of large and small notes from three very trusted people. They all exist as audio recordings. I've transcribed two of the three of them, and I've gone through and highlighted things I want to try to do in two of the three of them. That's months ago I did that, and I've just been stuck on them due to you know limiting beliefs, psychological blocks, what procrastination, whatever. And so I think I was telling you, I worked with my wife a few, uh, like a, you know, a week ago on kind of breaking them down into more specific actionable steps. And that was helpful. And I did some of those things, but it feels like I need to dig deeper in a way that I feel is a little bit out of my depth to do on my own. I'm just better collaboratively. Sure. So when it comes to the, the bigger themes of the, the script and having to, to make structural changes, whatever it is, I'm sure that there are things that you're looking at that and you're thinking, I, I don't even know what to do or how to fix that. Yeah, some things. And there's some things like, I could do that or I could do that. Hmm, those are both interesting ideas. I have no idea which is better. I have no idea which is going to result in something that moves an audience more or, you know, is more satisfying viewing experience. Sure. So that, so, pers- that perspective has really been lost. I'm super close to the material. It's been a long time. And as a questioner, analysis paralysis is totally. just kind of like, it's an uh, everyday, all day thing, right? Yeah. But are there are there other notes where it's a matter of cut the scene in half. This line of dialogue isn't clear. So it's not necessarily typos, but things you're like, yeah, I know what to do. There's a few lower hanging fruit things, yeah. So what I wanna do is I wanna help you learn a process that's gonna help you eliminate a lot of the overwhelming analysis paralysis. This is something that I do with my editing. So what I do is a a process that I call contextual editing. And you're gonna do contextual writing. And that's a matter of organizing everything that you need to accomplish in buckets. So I talk about context much later in the program in module seven, but the simplest version of a context, if you're not already familiar with this, this is one of the pieces of the GTD or getting things done system. Laundry is an example of a context. You don't just wash one sock or one shirt or one pair of pants, you do a load of laundry. You don't just run to the grocery store and buy milk and come home and an hour later go buy bread because you forgot and then come home and then go back an hour or two later and well, then go I buy. Do, you, maybe, maybe some people do. Uh, we'll, we'll help you with that, by the way. But ideally, you would batch process these things. You would batch process the fact that you're running errands or food shopping or doing laundry, right? So that's the simplest explanation of what a context is. I want you to think about rather than I've got a whole bunch of notes and I have to start on page one 
and I've got to start implementing the notes, is there a way that we can break these down into context? So an example for me as an editor would be reviewing dailies as a context, doing a first edit or a first assembly of a scene as a context, doing notes is another context, editing music is another, editing sound effects is another. So if I'm stuck, if I'm thinking, man, I got some big structural notes that I need to fix, and these are gonna take me like half a day, I am so not feeling it and I feel overwhelmed. But if I just take the five notes that have to do with polishing music, well, I'm gonna do those first. So there's two different ways to look at this. There's either the avalanche method, and this is used oftentimes when we're talking about people that wanna get themselves out of debt. The avalanche method is I'm gonna pay as much money as possible to just start reducing my debt as fast as I can. The snowball method, which is very similar to the way that I teach productivity in this course, is you start with the smallest things to build momentum. So what I wanna get you in the habit of doing is just doing something with your script. I don't want you to be overwhelmed thinking, I have to figure out how to change all of these character motivations and restructure the whole story and get the themes out of this. I just wanna spend the day fixing all of the unclear dialogue. Let's just find all the notes that have to do with people saying, I don't get this line, isn't motivated. Or another context might be tightening. Here's a bunch of notes where people say, this seems a little bit slow, maybe you can lose this one, whatever it might be, so that could potentially be a context. It's gonna be unique to your notes, but off the top of your head, because it sounds like you're very familiar with all the notes that you have, what are some potential contexts that you can break these down into to simplify your notes? Okay, well, I'd say there's like the big scary, you know, what does this character want at this moment? I'm getting lost in that notes. There's the, it's lagging here. I'm not sure why notes, or I'm not as interested here. Why note? I'm not sure why notes. At this point, I was getting to like wondering like, what does it all mean? What is this adding up to? Notes, these are the most terrifying ones. Not the pacing one as much, but it's a symptom of a deeper problem. And then there's the like, yeah, I didn't get this line. This would be more effective if you did it this way. That's the more low-hanging fruit stuff that I feel less terrified by. My sincerest apologies for the interruption in the middle of this interview. But if you are a content creator or you work in the entertainment industry, not only is the following promo not an interruption, but listening has the potential to change your life because collaborating with Evercast is that powerful. Here's a brief excerpt from a recent interview that I did with Evercast co-founders, Brad Thomas and award-winning editor, Roger Barton. Living this lifestyle of a feature film editor has really had an impact on me. So I was really looking for something to push back against all of these lifestyle infringements that are imposed on us, both by schedules and expectations. When you guys demoed Evercast for me that first time, my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, oh my God, this is what I have been waiting for for a decade. I also had the same reaction when I first saw Evercast. Two words came to mind, game changer. Our goal, honestly, is to become the Zoom for creatives, whatever it is you're streaming, whether it's editorial, visual effects, pro tools for music composition, live shot cameras. It's consistent audio and video, lip sync always stays in sync. Whether you're in a live session where you're getting that feedback immediately or you can't get it immediately, so you record the session and you can share those clips with people on the production team where there's no room for any confusion. It's like, this is exactly what the director wants. This is exactly what the producer wants. What matters most to me is it makes the entire process more efficient, which then translates to us as creatives who spend way too much time in front of computers. We get to shut it down and we get to go spend time with our friends and family. The biggest complaint, and I'm sure you 
you guys have heard this many, many times. This looks amazing. I just can't afford it. Tesla had to release the Model S before they released the Model 3. So by the end of the year, we are going to be releasing a sub $200 version a month of Evercast for the freelancer and indie creatives. Anyone who is a professional video creator outside of Hollywood. I think what we've learned over the last few months is that this technology can translate to better lives for all of us that give us more flexibility and control while still maintaining the creativity, the creative momentum, and the quality of work. I cannot stress this enough. Evercast is changing the way that we collaborate. If you value your craft, your well-being, and spending quality time with the ones you love, Evercast now makes that possible for you and me. To listen to the full interview and learn about the amazing potential that Evercast has to change the way that you work and live, visit optimizeyourself.me slash Evercast. Now back to today's interview. This is why I wanted to eliminate the psychological overwhelm for a moment, because I know that there's a lot of emotional overwhelm and attachment to this specific script because of the story matter. But what I want to do is I want to start to build a habit of you just doing the notes. I don't care if you're making a huge impact on your script yet. What I want is for you to get used to the feeling of having the document open and you doing something. That's it. Because right now, if we're using the fitness analogy, you're saying, I haven't exercised for months. Exercise terrifies me. And I've got P90X in front of me, the most extreme, hardest workout program ever. And I know I've got to do it and I've got to get through it, but it's scaring the crap out of me. And what I'm saying is for whatever psychological or emotional reasons you're scared to dive into this program, let's just get into the habit of taking a 30 minute walk around the block every day at 8 a.m. So you're moving and you get in the habit of exercise and you can slowly ease into doing the harder stuff once you feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. But I just want you to get in the habit of working on your script again. That's it. I don't care if you're fixing the big problems yet Mm because you're not going to be able to fix those until you can fix the problem of just being in front of your script and doing something with it. Yeah. I mean, I have this big problem of like, I can do that for a certain amount of days, but then I'll have a bad day and it will, I'll try to do take on too much or something I'm trying to do kind of falls flat or I feel like it's starting to make the script worse. Or I'm just lost in, in decision. And that can set me back and make me not want to approach it again for days. It's such a, such a, you know, uh, hair trigger emotions around this script. Sure. I wouldn't experience as much with like exercise or editing someone else's movie, you know? Of course. And some people would experience that with exercise. You just don't experience it because you don't have that emotional attachment. But for some people, they Mm -hmm. can start doing the exercise. Then all of a sudden they get really into it, but then they feel really ashamed of the fact that, well, I couldn't finish this or I'm embarrassed because I'm supposed to be able to do it. I'm done. Like this just isn't for me. I can't do it. Yeah, that's very And you're having that, you're having that same experience with your script. So what I want you to do is to have a safety net. Okay. So the safety net, like I've, everybody here, if, if uh, anybody that's been on my calls knows that consistency with exercise and diet ugh, I, is not me. I, I have a hard time with this. People just assume I wake up six days a week and I feel fantastic and I train and it's all rainbows and butterflies. It is the polar opposite of that. More often than not, my goal is to exercise. I want the trend to be that more often than not, I follow through. But I have multiple safety nets. So I've been developing the habit over months and months and months since the beginning of the pandemic and actually even sooner of exercising from 6.30 to 7.30 a.m., which is the most miserable period of the day where I want to exercise. I hate exercising in the morning, but it's the only time where I can make it work, where it fits into my schedule and it's at a a time that's going to be conducive to me getting good sleep. I love exercising at night, but it destroys my sleep. 
so I can't do it anymore. So I just got in the habit of getting in my exercise room at 6.30. That was it. I spent days where the entire hour I just slept on my yoga mat, but I was in the room. But then there are other days that I'll do something simple. I'll get on the rower for 10 or 15 minutes. Then there are other days that I do 80 minutes of P90X and I'm crushing it, but I know that I have the safety net of, well, if I don't feel like doing this, I have an easier version of a workout ready to go. If I don't feel like doing that, maybe I'll just get on the rower for five minutes. If I don't feel like doing that, I'm just going to take a walk. But I don't want you to feel like the only next thing I can work on is solving this huge character problem. And if I'm not in a place where creatively I have the answer to it, I failed and I can no longer write today, have a safety net ready. You know what? Today, I was going to fix this character motivation. It's just not there. But you know what? I got like five pages of dit dit boring notes that I do need to fix. Let me do those instead today. At least I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. So don't focus on the amount of impact that you're having on the notes right now. Focus on the consistency of just doing something. And if you break it down into these different buckets or contexts, you're going to have a whole laundry list of the low energy, low creativity things that are kind of sort of easy. Those are your safety net. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think giving, I mean, I, I'm familiar with that technique from editing, you know, kind of not in, I don't practice it very, in a very consistent way. However, yeah, I don't think of it writing in the same way. And it's good to apply it to that. But also the key thing I think is giving myself permission to when I'm just doing those easy notes, say, oh, well, that's all you can do. That's okay. Not feel guilty about that or feel like, oh, I didn't get to the giant note today. I didn't even mm-hmm. look at it. I didn't even look at it or think about it. If I can't do it, I can't do it that day. You know, just so, get yeah, in the I, habit of being in front of your document. Uh-huh. And knowing that when you're done at the end of the day, it's different and better than it was when you started. Not necessarily I fixed all the problems or I even did what I thought I was going to do today. Just close your document at the end of the day knowing, you know what? I did something and I'm getting in the habit of moving it forwards, even if it's tiny, tiny little steps. That okay, to so me is the key. Questioner time. What about the what ifs? What about the, what about what if I get to the what if I get to the end of, what if, I get, what if I go for two weeks and I'm only doing tiny things and I still haven't gotten to a point where I can really do much about the bigger picture, harder things, then time to hire some help, right? <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and, and it might be, you might get to the point where you look at the calendar and the amount of work that's left and say, well, I'm at the point where I need help. I need to admit the fact that I'm going to need an outside perspective and I need a, an extra set of hands. Mm-hmm. But what I don't want you to do is set yourself up for failure that hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. So I want you to just get started with this process and see mm-hmm. how it works. And when the what ifs actually start to come up, then we'll address them. But I don't want you to project them like they're just going to be there. I know in two weeks, I'm not going to get any of this stuff fixed. So I might as well be prepared for that already. Well, now you're just psychologically setting yourself up for failure. It's called a self-fulfilling prophecy. Sure. So for now, I would, the only thing I want you to focus on is getting good at consistently writing something. Okay. And we're not going to be able to do this for months. I realize that. I know that we're under the gun, but we got to start somewhere. Because if what you're doing were working, you and I wouldn't be talking right now. Yeah. Can I add something really quick? I know know we're out of time, but just a couple of quick things that I've thought about as you were talking. One thing I do when I'm writing and I'm I'm getting in my head too much is just give yourself permission to be like, I'm going to write this. It's going to be I don't care. I'm just going to keep writing. Just keep writing. Just give yourself that permission. It doesn't matter. You can just tell yourself, no one has to see this. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to keep writing. And you just, you're, you're, you're trying to just like let go of those negative thoughts because that's all it is. It's getting in your way right now. It's just the negative, it's the negative thoughts. It's, it's not even real. It's just your mind getting out of control. And so what you need to do is just give yourself permission to just let it be what it is. 
And the other thing that really is really helpful in those times is just stopping, just stop writing, pay attention to your breath, just focus on the moment, pay attention to your breath, do like a couple really deep breaths, do it for, you know, five or 10 minutes if you have to, and just keep bringing your attention back to your breath, because that's what you need to do is just calm down those, the, the ruminating thoughts, that's what's standing in your way. So as soon as you just pay attention to what's happening in the present moment, put your attention on your body, on your feelings, how your body's feeling, if you're feeling tense, just notice those things. Just notice them. Don't judge them or just notice them. Pay attention to your breath and slowly. And every time it happens, just go back to that. And slowly you'll, you'll relax the mind. The amygdala will calm down and you'll, you'll come back to just being normal. <laughs> Cool. All right. Thank you. <laughs> I've got one more very small tip for you. Yes. This is, this is a brain hack. I use this all the time. I call it the back to one technique. This is something that I teach a little bit more in depth in module six when we focus on how can I do deep work and make deep work a habit. So I essentially teach focus as if you were learning how to pace yourself as a marathon runner. If you wanted to run a marathon and you wanted to get to the point of doing a nine minute mile or an eight minute mile or whatever it might be, you have to learn how to pace yourself and run consistently over 26.2 miles. And I teach deep work the way that you would teach pacing for marathon runners. And there's one technique that's just by and far been the most useful for me. So what I will do is I will look at whatever my next action is. So let's say that your note is on page 73 I don't understand the opening paragraph. I can't visualize the scene and I feel like it's a little bit long. So what I would do is I would open my document. I would put it on that page and I walk away and I go take a walk for 15 minutes. So if I'm going to write an article, I open up the document. Maybe I write to the headline. I write the first sentence and then I walk away. But what I've done in my brain is I pulled the string. I've started something and what I, what my brain craves is completion. It's something that's called the Zygarnik effect. It's a psychological effect that they've done extensive studies on. Once we start something, we want to finish it. We need to complete it. Even people with ADD, even people with analysis paralysis, our brains still want to complete things. And I want you to get over the fear of starting. So just identify, use some context. You know what? These are the types of notes I want to address today. They're not too overwhelming. I can do these. And the first one is on page 74. I'm going to open up page 74. I'm going to put my cursor there and I'm gonna walk away for 15 minutes. But I don't want you to listen to podcasts. I don't want you to talk on the phone. I just want you to walk after you've done that. And I wanna see how you feel after 10 or 15 minutes when you sit back at your computer in front of that page sitting there. Okay, cool. We'll try these things, so, thank you. Hopefully that's enough to get you started and we didn't totally overwhelm you. No, it's, it's great. It's actionable, clear things I can do and it's helpful, I think. Thanks, we'll see, if, we'll see how they work, but um, it's good to know, have a path forward. Before closing up today's show, I would love to ask for just a couple additional minutes of your time and attention to introduce you to one of my new favorite products created by my good friend, Kit Perkins, who you may recognize as creator of the Topomat. Here is a brief excerpt from a recent interview that I did with Ergo-Driven co-founder and CEO, Kit Perkins, talking about his latest product, New Standard Whole Protein. I'm into health and fitness generally, but I want it to be simple and straightforward. About a year, year and a half ago, I started adding collagen into my protein shakes and man, the benefits were like more dramatic than any supplement I've ever seen. So I thought if I could just get this down to coming out of one jar and it's ingredients that I know I can trust and you just put it in water and you don't have to think about it. When people think of protein powders, they think, well, I don't want to get big and bulky and that's not what this is about. To me, this is about repair. So a big part of what we're talking about here is you are what you eat. Your body's constantly 
constantly repairing and rebuilding. And the only stuff it can use to repair and rebuild is what you've been eating. Unfortunately, as the years have gone by, every day getting out of bed, it's like, you know, two or three creaks and pops in the first couple steps. And that I thought you just sort of live with now. But yeah, once starting the collagen daily or near daily, it's just gone. So for us, job 1A here was make sure it's high quality and that's grass-fed, 100% pasture-raised cows. And then the second thing, if you're actually going to do it every day, it needs to be simple. It needs to taste good. Well, my goal is that for anybody that is a creative professional like myself that's stuck in front of a computer, number one, they're doing it standing on a topo mat. Number two, they've got a glass of new standard protein next to them so they can just fuel their body, fuel their brain. So uh, you and I, my friend, one edit station at a time are going to change the world. And even better for your listeners with code OPTIMIZE on either a one-time purchase for that first subscribe and save order, 50% off. So if you do that subscribe and save, that's 20% off and 50% off with code OPTIMIZE. That's a fantastic deal. If you're looking for a simple and affordable way to stay energetic, focused, and alleviate the chronic aches and pains that come from living at your computer, I recommend New Standard Whole Protein because it's sourced from high quality ingredients that I trust and it tastes great. To place your first order, visit optimizeyourself.me slash newstandard and use the code OPTIMIZE for 50% off your first order. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Hot Seat Fridays. If you find this new format valuable, please reach out and let us know. Just go to optimizeyourself.me slash contact to leave your honest feedback. And if after listening, you are wishing that you could schedule your own hot seat session, I invite you to join our community of optimizers, where you are going to find all of the support and connections you need to optimize every aspect of your life. Just go to optimizeyourself.me slash optimizer to learn more about the various coaching and mentorship options available so you and I can start working together. And as a quick reminder to subscribe so you don't miss future interviews just like this one, please visit optimizeyourself.me slash podcast. And a special thanks to our sponsors Evercast and ErgoDriven for making today's interview possible. To learn more about how to collaborate remotely without missing a frame and to get your real-time demo of Evercast in action, visit optimizeyourself.me slash Evercast. And to learn more about ErgoDriven and their brand new product that I am super excited about, New Standard Whole Protein, visit optimizeyourself.me slash New Standard. Thank you for listening. Stay safe, healthy, and sane, and be well.